words, folks. Scott and I are back this week with another great topic. This one I really love talking about. So this week we're talking about how to manage a dog that's lunging on leash. So this is like a really common one. I get a lot of calls about this, but there's actually things you guys can do to get ahead of this um, so that, you know, you know, although I love for you guys to call for my help, but if you guys could do it on your own, that's ideal. So I just wanted to go through a few things to kind of help you guys um, to manage your dog lunging and barking on leash. But first, you know, I have to check in about Archie. How is Archie on leash? Archie has his moments, so he will <laughs> lunge at other dogs sometimes. You can tell, like, I can sort of understand once if that's about to happen. I have high value treats with me at all times. Usually high value, mm -hmm. low value for like yep. different things, but high value. And so when I see uh, there might be a chance that I break out the high value and they're actually like beef sticks. So they're, they're, they're hard enough that you can snap them. They're not soft. Yep. So the snap sound also triggers them to get back to me. Yes. Uh, once yep. in a while, we get in a situation, there's no, there's no stopping it. It's just, he's going to react and he does. And so he'll lunge and all that sort of thing. When it first happened, it definitely caught us on fire. Uh, -huh. uh, you know, it was definitely like, what is happening? Are they trying mm -hmm. to play? Are they trying to wrestle? And then exactly. One time early on, I was like, oh, maybe if I just let them play, it'll be okay. That was a very bad idea. <laughs> like, no. So, so no, that was a no, don't do that again. So I learned very quickly yep. to do that again. Uh, yeah. Definitely he's, uh, sometimes we don't know. Sometimes it's like, okay, he really wants to play because he's very social off leash. Other mm -hmm. times like, nope, that dog, you look at that dog like he's your mortal enemy. So yep. um, you're like, nope, that's good. Exactly. So it sounds like it just depends on the situation. It goes smooth and the other times it just depends. But what Scott is talking, Scott kind of learned from trial and error, guys, which is fine as well. But a lot of things that Scott is talking about is actually true, like using treats to help them along and stuff. So but I want to first by um, talking to you guys about um, understanding why dogs bark and, and lunge at other dogs. So your dog can bark and lunge at other dogs for various reasons. Um, they can lunge at other dogs simply because they're excited to meet the other dog or person or whatever it is that they're triggered by. So it could be just simple excitement. And a lot of times um, dogs can um, bark and lunge because they're fearful of something um, they're triggered by. And usually it's by another dog, person. Sometimes it's kids. It could be a various amount of things that they can be triggered by. So those are two things. Um, why dogs bark and lunge. And so with that being said, you can do a few things to kind of help them um, before they even get to this stage. A lot of people think dogs know how to walk on leash, but they don't. But let's start first with equipment, using simple things like um, a harness to help your dog not pull and manage your dog on leash. So what that means is um, sometimes people will get the harnesses that clip in the back here. And when you get the harnesses that clip in the back, it actually increases the dog's pulling and makes them want to pull more. Because if you think about it, for like in human world, it's similar to saying, hey, let me handcuff you now, go say hi. You know, so it makes it kind of frustrating and difficult. Leashes are like, man-made things. Um, dogs don't like being restrained. So in return, um, it actually increases them um, lunging and barking. So try getting a front clip harness, a harness that clips in the chest area, because what it does when the dog tries to pull, um, it decreases their pulling because it makes them pull to the side as opposed to helping them pull forward. What kind of leashes, I mean, light leashes, um, harnesses, do you, do you use any harness on Archie at all? Yeah, yeah we have a harness has a front clip and a back clip because he is pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, so we found like the front clip was good, but he could still sort of pull himself and he was still strong enough to sometimes if he really, really wanted to pull through 
uh, the uh -huh. pole pulling to the side. So we found that the the back and the front sort of really sort of almost gives him a hug and because exactly when he pulls on it. So then he can't really go anywhere. And uh, we kind of just learned about it. But we had it. We had it more for my mom when she walked him because he's so strong. And then yep. one day he got, we had a collar, like a martingale and then a leash yep. and it got dirty. And so he put this harness on him and then he wanted to go see his mom, who he's just like, she's the, the most favorite person in the world. And yep. usually he pulls real hard and drags me to her. But with this, he couldn't drag me. He like walked himself. Exactly. Like, I was like, whoa, what's happening right now? So it's always like, because of his size, he's 80 pounds and he's strong and all that. And the back, you know, we tried very early on when he was a back clip guy and then until he was dragging us on our feet. Exactly. Yeah. Clip. It's like you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. So you put him on a back clip. Then it's like, okay, we need something more. So what's Scott talking about? Because in addition to using a front clip harness, if you need if your dog needs a little bit more direction, you can use the front and back clip and use a double clip harness. It's kind of like steering a horse. But also in addition to use a harness, if your dog needs um some dogs need the guidance from the head back. And um in that case you can use a gentle leader which is simply just a little device that goes around a dog's muzzle. It's not a harness. Um, uh, people who don't know much, about, not know much, or, you know, sometimes it may look like not a harness. Uh, what is it? A muzzle, but it's not a muzzle. Um, it's actually a gentle leader. It just goes around the dog's muzzle and it um, basically does the same thing as a harness, redirects them when they're pulling, but it gives them more guidance from the head back um, and a harness does it from the chest back. So if you have a strong puller, you can get that in addition. Um, I always talk to my client about the um, length of the leash they have as well. If you have a six foot leash, um, you wanna get a four foot leash, or if you have a retractable leash, you wanna get a shorter leash. So if you're using a retractable leash on walks and you have a dog that pulls, it doesn't give them a sense of when not to pull um because it's kind of yo yo it's yo 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 them uh, is yo 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 in so you want to um so it doesn't give them a sense of guidance so you want to get the four foot leash because it'll give you better guidance and it keeps your dog next to you um and there is a proper way to hold the leash and stop holding it by the loop here and a handle and then using a little clip apart and holding it down there and even guiding the dog to stay next to you is helpful so getting a short shorter leash also using a harness and if you need more guidance um using the um gentle leader so in addition to that, I also talk about exercise. Exercise is pretty simple and key. I tell folks, before you even go for a walk, try to exercise your dog indoors. Whether you're playing fetch with them in the backyard, you're doing a game of um, find it, having them searching for treats to exhaust them out. Um, so that when you go outside, they're more exhausted and then they can kind of walk along um, more nicely. Do you ever exercise Archie before you go out or you just kind of, you know, go... Uh, sometimes we do. So like a lot of times recently he's been getting the the ball that lets out his lunch before he goes out at lunchtime mm -hmm. type of thing or before dinner time. So he's sort of warmed up a bit. Um, otherwise, we don't do a ton of stuff because it's just uh, we don't have a ton of time to do it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's one of those things where, you know, if we can, uh, we try to, but it's always a hit or miss type of thing too, right? So. Exactly. So if you can ideally exercise them before you go out, but if not, it's okay. You can still, you know, take them out and, you know, have them do some sniffing on the walks like that. Yeah. Um, one thing I talk about too is situational awareness. So if you know that your dog is triggered by certain things like people or dogs, um, 
try to pick a time to go out where there's not as many triggers. So if you know that, you know, 10 a.m. in the morning, there's a lot of dogs out and your dog's triggered by that, try taking them either before or after that. Because the more a dog's exposed to um, the trigger or even practicing a behavior, the harder it's going to be to change. So if you can kind of manage the situation by going out at a t- unlikely times where there's not going to be those triggers around, your dogs will love you for that and it will make the... Um, walk a little bit more better for you guys as well. Um, When it comes down to um, your dog's behavior and why they're lunging and stuff, you wanna try to change their emotional response. So everything I talked to you guys about before is more so how to manage it. Um, but when you want to start, um, start to train and stuff like that, you want to have them feel good about seeing the trigger. And so that's what Scott was talking about as far as using treats. So what you can do too is bring treats with you and a walk with you. And before you notice, you know, start looking at your surroundings so you're noticing your dog's trigger before um, the dog's noticing it. And you can start giving your dog's treats as the trigger's walking by. And then when the trigger is gone, you start giving your dog's treats. And then you do that every single time your dog sees that trigger. And then what happens is when your dog sees that trigger, they look to you for treats instead of, you know, barking and lunging at at the dog. So in addition to, you know, trying to manage the situation, going out at ideal times, bring treats out with you, make it like a sweet deal. And I always tell folks too, if you're using um, low value treats in house, um, try using something special when you're going out on a walk with you. So they'll associate the walk even with something special and they'll be looking to you um, for treats as well. Um, When you go out with Archie, do you feel like he's more focused on you when you're using treats? Uh, In different situations. So I notice that like, if it's just nothing's around us, he'll be stuffing, yeah. doing his thing. He doesn't pull too much these days. But uh, I noticed recently if we because like where we walk, there's like sidewalks on both sides of the roads and yeah. everything. If he's a dog on the other side of the road or he sees a dog coming. A lot of times he'll actually look back at me and let her look up at me and like expecting. The exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I give it to him, give him like to break up pieces of the, the beef stick and that sort of thing and give it to him. And then even as the dog passes and he's still looking back, then he'll look back at me for the treat again and then i just let him know okay keep walking and that sort of thing i treat him once it's pretty much out of sight and then uh but it's pretty it's pretty amazing once you as you work on it work on it, work on it and then they yep. really actually start to look up to you and expect something and then you know now they're they're not looking to react to that 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 source of reaction that happened before now they're actually mm-hmm. looking for the reward because they didn't do it and, and they're expecting and then you give it to them reward them make sure that they, they you know reinforce it right and uh, exactly yeah so yeah Exactly. Treats are like the greatest. And also what Scott's talking about too, like Archie looks at them more. You can teach a dog something they can't do um, instead. So instead of barking and lunging, you could teach them to look at you instead when the trigger comes. So teaching your dog to look command or watch me command so that, you know, when they see the dog, you know, you can say look or watch me. That's something you want to start indoors before you practice it outside. Um, Just like I tell folks, if you have a dog that jumps, you want to teach them to sit because they can't jump and sit at the same time. So just called teaching them an incompatible behavior. So you can try doing that as well. But um, with all these tips in mind, like I said, you want to, um, if your dog is not um, used to loosely walking or they're not even got on the path of that, you can teach them how to walk next to you. It's called attention walking. So they're focused on you and they're staying next to you. So you can start there indoors, but um, hopefully 
you guys have gained some tools and tips to learn how to manage your dog while out and about. But again, it starts with the equipment. So start there, get the harness, get a shorter leash until you can um, start to do some type of training. And as always, sometimes um, you can start these things on your own, but you may need a trainer like myself for guidance and a little structure behind it. So feel free to reach out to me if you guys um, need help with that structure. And um, Scott, do you have anything to piggyback you know, off of? With the folks you know everything people learn hopefully today will help them with that journey it does take some time but you know a lot of times when we're walking our dogs we don't see the things that like a dog trainer might see watching us and that sort of thing and being yeah. like little things maybe we're doing to trigger people and also we have to remember our emotions they can feel our their are exactly yeah triggered by something or we start to get anxious they're going to get start to get anxious too right so mm-hmm. those things but you know if you want any help definitely reach out to pam Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another awesome live. Okay. Bye. Mm-hmm.